Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Welcome back to the Servants of Grace podcast and to our theology segment. Today, one of our listeners writes in and and they want to know the answer to this question. Are demons fallen angels? Well, this this is a fascinating question. Well, the Bible is silent on the exact subject of the exact timeline of when angels were created by the Lord. What is known for sure is that the Lord created everything good because he is holy. When Satan, who was once the angel Lucifer, rebelled against God, he fell immediately from heaven. Now, when Satan fell, one-third of the angelic hosts joined him in his rebellion. These angels who fell with Satan are now known as demons. The first to rebel was Satan, who was probably thrown out of heaven along with the myriads of angels who followed his lead. The Bible says they did not just stay within their own position of authority, but left their proper dwelling, Jude 6, in contrast to the elect angels of God, 1 Timothy 5.21, who were given the grace to remain sinless. We should note that in comparison to humanity, which fell in its representative head, Adam, each apostate angel fell by his own choice. You see, hell was made for the devil and his angels. According to Matthew 25, 41, hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. When Jesus in Matthew 25, 41 used the possessive word his, he makes it clear that these angels now belong to Satan. Revelation 12, 7 through 9 vividly depicts an end times battle between Michael and his angels and Satan and his angels. From these biblical references, we can get a clear picture that demons and fallen angels are used interchangeably in the scriptures. Well, what does the Bible teach about Satan? See, Satan is mentioned more frequently than all other evil angels combined. 29 times Satan is referred to in the Gospels. In all of those 29 times, Jesus spoke of him 25 times. Satan is the prince of the demons, Matthew 12, 24 says, who rules the evil spirits that inhabit the cosmos. Satan is the ruler of this world, John 12, 31 says, exercising authority in the ordered system of all things opposed to the knowledge and the plans of God. Satan is the prince of the power of the air, Ephesians 2, 2 says, which includes all the unsaved and all the fallen angels. Satan is the god of this world, 2 Corinthians 4, 4, meaning those in the world who reject the creator and serve their master Satan. Scripture refers to Satan 52 times. He is described as Satan or adversary or opposer. 35 times scripture refers to Satan as the devil, as the accuser or the slanderer. So here are some of the mentions in the Bible that describe Satan. He is described as the evil one, a roaring lion, Abaddon, the destroyer, a great red dragon, that ancient serpent. Such descriptions of Satan help readers understand the influence he cleverly wields to the ends of evil and destruction as he rules as a leader of lesser spirits under his control. Now, demons and false teachers are the potent enemies of the people of God, but they never need fear them. Demons and false teachers serve the purposes of God and are restrained by the mighty hand of the Lord. The Lord is never responsible for evil, but he does use the actions of enemies of God to accomplish the will of God. All that to say, when tempted to be fearful or discouraged regarding evil, dear Christian, remind yourself of the sovereignty of the Lord over evil. And whenever you are, and wherever, whatever you have going on, serve the Lord where you are. 
and resist Satan in the strength and the grace of the Lord Jesus. What's critical to our understanding of this subject is to get the idea that Satan and his angels are not going about unconstrained. The Lord controls all the cosmos but permits Satan to assign demons to actions and activities and to put people to the test. Demons may tempt, demons may accuse, demons may deceive or even dominate or captivate people who practice sin. They can even inflict disease, ruining bodies and souls. Even so, may let's be clear, demons cannot possess a person who is under the Lord's protection. Those That means a, a demon cannot possess a Christian. The goal of demons is to separate as many people from God forever, taking that with them to hell. The strategy of Satan and his demons horde is to influence the mind to reject Jesus and to live in sin. Even in the Lord's churches, demons attempt to draw people away from biblical truth. But Christians are those who are in Christ and those who are held secure by the power of God. Satan and his demonic horde may do their worst, but God's people are to stand fast during trials, considering it pure joy to experience trials. Though the world, the flesh, and the devil, and the demonic horde stand opposed to God, the church, the church is going to triumph as it has for 2019 years, and it's going to continue to triumph because of Christ alone. And so Christians do not need to fear demons or false teachers, but preach the word of God. Every unsaved person is under the demonic hold of Satan and is subject to his rule and to his influence. But the child of God is no longer under the sway of the evil one because they have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of the Lord Jesus. Christians are to make disciples of the world by calling people to faith in the Lord Jesus. The church will stand forever because of the finished and sufficient work of Christ alone who sustains the people of God. And one day, at the end of days, the Lord Jesus will throw Satan and his demonic horde into the pit of hell, where they will suffer unending, unrelenting, conscious punishment. Though it seems as if the enemies of God triumph now, the reverse is actually true. The kingdom of God advances, the kingdom of this world is thrown down, and Christ is still triumphing. Praise the Lord. The victory of Christ is sure because of the God-man, the Lord Jesus. And so Christians trust in the finished and sufficient work of the Lord Jesus. And they grow in boldness and confidence in him by growing in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord. By putting off and putting on Christ through the work of the Holy Spirit. Well, I know that there's going to be a lot of more questions about this subject And uh, over time, we will answer those questions. So if you have a question about this subject or any other subject, feel free to email me. My email is dave at Servants of Grace. And while I have you here for just a moment, I just want to encourage you to share these episodes. We are aiming here in this podcast to provide trustworthy uh, resources for you and answers to your questions um, all across the biblical and theological spectrum. So I appreciate these questions very much and uh, enjoy answering them. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.